1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Rangers pay tribute to Fernando Rickson by seeing off final to get the Europa League group stages off to a winning start. Celtic settled for a point but could have come home from Wren with all three and how Craig Levine and Paul Heckingbottom could do with a win in this week's Edinburgh Derby. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans. I have a confession to make and I want you to prepare yourself. <laughs> I am feeling very positive today And it's all the fault of Celtic and Rangers They were outstanding in Europe last night And if it hadn't been for an incompetent referee in France We'd be talking about two victories instead of one José Maria Sanchez Martinez Has more letters in his name Than he has ideas in his head About how to handle a match under pressure But let's stay positive Celtic Rangers did the country proud What a Europa League final it'll be With the pair of them in it <laughs> Now that must be a first Hugh Kevinson, Celtic and Rangers Doing his proud But he's entirely right I mean both teams put up a great show last night Celtic very difficult away tie But they managed the tie very well You know and like Hugh says Maybe could have nicked it Rangers at home in an incredibly emotional night at Ibrox it must have been very difficult for the players But they started right You know, they got the penalty, missed it And that could have been a huge knockback for them And they could have sat in their shell But they came out They got a great goal from Ojo And they could have had more If I'm honest And they could have made it easier But two great performances uh, And as Hugh says Does Scottish football proud for once And as if that's not enough The sun is shining And we've got a fantastic fixture card To look forward to tomorrow The fun never stops In this part of the footballing world it's great I mean if Motherwell beat Ross County tomorrow They will go second top of the table Just behind Celtic Now it'll probably be for 24 hours However Stephen Robinson continues to do a terrific job And I said to you in Monday night's programme Gordon I wouldn't be surprised if Hearts were looking at him And then a story emerged Which Anne Budge denies Wasn't you that, that planted the story then was it? I wish it was But no cheque is forthcoming So <laughs> Uh, I think he does a magnificent job And I look forward to tomorrow's card And of course Rangers at Perth on Sunday Celtic at home to Kilmarnock And a small matter of Hibernian versus Harps on Sunday Yeah you might have landed yourself a managerial job Mark In a desperate attempt to avoid the studio on a Saturday afternoon But you will be back with us on Sunday yes. Because there is a lot of football to be played this weekend Exactly um, You know the Hibs Hearts thing is interesting Because managers... Uh, are under severe pressure But Our big two Again How will they deal with coming back from European football You know It's it's very difficult Celtic have the problem That they're travelling back And they're getting home late at night And they have to prepare Rangers Are coming from A major high Playing in front of 50,000 Getting a victory That atmosphere was electric last night And they go to St Johnson Where it will be a slightly different atmosphere And that brings its own problems as well So looking forward to seeing how both teams react And that's going to be the way for us And in, in the coming weeks You know, both playing on the Thursday night It's about how both teams react on the Sunday I think Celtic will come back, Mark uh, In such good fettle Full of self-belief after what happened in Wren I think more and more Celtic supporters Are warming to Neil Lennon And Neil Lennon's style of play and I think they'll get a rapturous welcome from the Celtic fans on Sunday. Uh, likewise, 
when the Rangers fans get to Perth, they'll create an atmosphere that isn't normally there. And they will try to lift their team over the line once again. Simple and straightforward on the phones tonight. What did you make of your team's performance last night? Who was good? Who was bad? How does this set you up for the groups? You let us know. 01419511025. Stephen Gerrard says his players were outstanding. He says the resultant performance was a fitting tribute to Fernando Rickson. Uh, he believes they should have been further ahead at half time and was pleased with how they pressed in the opening 45. We gave the supporters a performance to be proud of. It's been a, an emotional 24 hours. For everyone connected to the club So that put more pressure on the players Everyone was looking for that performance For, for Fernando's young family to be proud of And thankfully we got the win And I thought my players were outstanding Especially first half I thought we carried the game plan out really, really well The idea was to play with energy And really press on the front foot And be aggressive And try and take them to a place Where they're probably not used to going Certainly from a domestic point of view I thought that worked very well to half time and slightly disappointed not to go in at the break uh, further in front I thought Feyenoord improved second half uh, kept the ball a lot better uh, and I thought when we won it back we kept giving it back to Feyenoord uh, so we didn't really get much chance to breathe but I think over the course of the 90 minutes I don't think anyone can take the three points away from us I thought we deserved it I thought the fans were fantastic and um, it's very fitting uh, at the moment I think of Fernando Rickson as I thought of Billy McNeil, Stevie Chalmers and Harry Hood All lost to us this year as well He was a sporting hero Adored by tens of thousands But trapped inside a body Ravaged by debilitating illness I think under those circumstances If you love somebody You have to let them go I'm also sad for Fernando Ritson Because unlike Billy and Harry and Stevie He didn't get the privilege of old age he didn't get the privilege of watching his children bring children of their own into the world and he will never see his daughter achieve maturity. So may he rest in peace. It is an awful tragedy. Uh, Stephen Gerrard there saying it was um, a fitting tribute to Fernando Rickson last night. What about you Rangers fans? What did you make of it? What did you make of the performance? Uh, let us know. 01419511025. That's the number Alan Indram Chapel has dialed. Hi Alan. Hello, panel. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Uh, my quick point. My point is just a quite about the the last night's game. I think Rangers last night did really, really well, but I think it was well. All right, we got the we got the the final one at the end. That's I'm delighted with that. But I think it was more of an end to end game. It was more. Of, uh, I liked it. it. Was very interesting, really. For like, just like a neutral point of view I just want to put that at you And see what you think about that I mean Mark it's interesting that we're sitting here And uh, talking about how Rangers could and should have won by more I mean is it, as, if that's a, as if that's some sort of criticism It's just a measure of, of how uh, yeah. well Rangers went about their business last yeah. night Yeah listen they created uh, a lot of chances You know Ojo probably should have had two The one he showed great composure Did everything right up until the finish, Arfield hits the, the inside of the post, you know, they had the penalty. You know, you look at all that and you think, they could have made it a wee bit easier on themselves. But they were terrific, you know, going forward. Stephen Gerrard, you know, he, he's slightly critical there by saying that his team kept giving the ball away and they couldn't breathe at some stages. But I tell you what, they created a lot of chances that that's fairly impressive. You know, Feyenoord is never going to be an easy tie at home in Europe. It's It's not an easy group. But Rangers created, you know, far and away enough chances to make that comfortable. So they must take so much positives from that last in, night. In terms of the end-to-end -end nature of the game, 
by and large, uh, you you have to expect that of Feyenoord, a, a club of their stature, that they will come and make it an end to end game. In domestic competition, Rangers and Celtic will find those occasions when the team they're playing is more intent on their own survival than anything else. Mm. Uh, like Hamilton last weekend against Celtic. So, end-to-end games, you should get them in Europa League. But end-to-end games, in saying that, Rangers still keep another clean sheet in Europe. Now, it's no coincidence now, I've not got the numbers off the top of my head, but it's a lot that Steven Gerrard's managed to put together since the qualifiers, since he first came in, to now, you know, negotiating the group stages last year, and he started again this year with another clean sheet. So it's no coincidence... That they might be end to end But they're still not losing goals mm. Because they've got a quality goalkeeper Now McGregor When they do breach that defence He made a couple of good saves last night Alan who were the standouts for you last night? Oh, I, I liked the full team the full, day, the full team really did well The only thing I, that I was like, Curious about Was Tavernier's penalty missed I, I would normally bank him on scoring the penalties all the time But okay You you missed them And you missed some of the late of, of course you score most of them But At least you got the winning goal I, I, would, I would think the full team Was, was brilliant Last night a- Anybody misses a penalty The first thing that comes into my head Human being Some you score Some you don't he didn't set out deliberately to miss it. It was just uncharacteristic of him. He scores them more often than not, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, Mark, what about... It's, it is difficult to pick standouts, but in terms of contribution, Ojo gets the, gets the winning goal. Yeah. A player who uh, perhaps is, is taking a bit of time to settle in, so that, mm. you would imagine, does his confidence the world of good. And what a goal it was, worthy yeah. of winning any game. Yeah, it was a great strike from him. Um, and one that's been... Slightly critical of Ojo I was expecting him to to come up here And maybe unfairly But just set the league alight right away Because um, you hear good reports about him You know, he looks apart He looks strong He looks powerful And I, I, I was saying to Alex Ray a couple of times I've never really seen him Have a great game for Rangers But last night There was flashes that he looked a different player And his strike was, was sensational His only downfall was that he he probably could have added to that and doubled his his goals tally on the night. Thank you very much to Alan Indrum Chapel. What about the other big game? Neil Lennon believes his Celtic players came through a real mental test as they left Wren with a point. It was Ryan Christie's penalty that pulled them level. They were also denied another penalty, and then Bio was uh, red carded late on. So it was all happening. Lennon says it's a result that puts them in a good place. It's a great start for us. You know, you always want more, um, but I think after you know we scored. We sort of came off it a little bit. We saw the game out comfortably. Um, I'm not happy about um, the sending off, and I'm not happy about the. We should have had another penalty, a clear penalty on the foul on Ryan Christie. However, I've got to be satisfied to come away from home and play very strongly against a good side. You know, it um, speaks volumes for the character and the quality of the team. We uh, pride ourselves on our in-team discipline. Yes, we. Lost the player to a red card, but we feel really harshly done by. And I think the players acquitted themselves again brilliantly in their, you know, testing circumstances. You know, with the, the volume going up in the crowd and you know their bench getting a little bit vociferous as well. But we kept the composure very well. And like I said, it's a great start to the group. It's difficult to to 
make any bold predictions after one game, Hugh. But by mm. and large, if you win your home games and get some something on the road, you, you're going to be there or thereabouts. And, and that's that's the first part of that. Wren have beaten PSG a couple of times recently. Um, that you know they've got a bit of a reputation for having some particularly talented individuals. Um, you'd have to say Celtic looked comfortable, didn't they? I go back to the point about Neil Lennon. He was not universally approved of by the Celtic supporters when he succeeded Brendan Rodgers. But he's now put a team together and a style of football together that is pleasing on the eye. And he went there last night intent on winning the match. And there were some outstanding individual performances. The sending off was farcical. The penalty Celtic didn't get was better than the penalty Celtic did get. (laughs) The referee had a shocker of a night. And this is a man uh, who works in La Liga. I mean, he must do games involving Real Madrid and Barcelona. And that was a poor performance. Uh, Paul's in Kirkintillic. What was your verdict on it last night, Paul? Hey, hi, hi, Gordon. Hi, Hugh. Hi, Mark. Hello. Uh, before I get to my point, just like to say that my thoughts and prayers are with uh, the Dixon family in this time. Yeah, well uh, said, Paul. Uh, get to my point. Uh, I was delighted with Celtic last night. I thought that uh, I didn't feel panicked at any point in the performance. I could see the difference. Uh, Neil Lennon's tactics, I think, compared to uh, previous trips away, away from home or in Europe. I think Neil Lennon is a, a real good mix. I went to play football, went to dig in, and I just think it, it just brings a calmness to the team. The, the job uh, now, as you know, Paul, is Cluj next at Celtic Park. Uh, there can't be a night like the Cluj night in the Champions League qualifiers. Gordon's right. Celtic need nine points out of nine. Uh, from Lazio, Ren, and Cluj at Celtic Park. They've already got the bonus point from last night. Uh, so on, they must go. Uh, take one thing at a time. Commander on Sunday, Partick Thistle in the Cup on Wednesday. But there's no doubt that he has the players and he has the the right approach to the job. They certainly have a calmness, don't they, uh, away from home. Like Paul's saying there I mean Neil's Is at five now On beating away from home uh, You know Playing You know Very well going forward They've got the players To hurt teams But defensively They look In better shape Than than previous years Going away to teams Where Celtic used to concede Chance after chance After chance Doesn't seem to be that way um, Just now for Celtic And that That's got to give them hope But going forward I mean Celtic The players have got Ryan Christie is untouchable just now His performance last night Terrific You know Picking things up Forward passes He just looks a totally different player He's so important for Celtic The Cluj thing you I don't think there will be another repeat Of what happened at Celtic yeah. Park that night I think Neil Lennon And the Celtic team Would have learned a lesson from that night uh, Paul disappeared for a brief second there But I think we do have him back uh, Paul Mark was just Heaping praise on Ryan Christie How important is he becoming for Celtic? You know, Ryan Christie is a guy, when we lost Stuart Armstrong, uh, I think we felt it, you know. But Ryan Christie has come in and he's, he's got so much energy. He's like he's like a Stuart Armstrong, a more energetic Stuart Armstrong, to be honest. He's, the, he's actually the kind of heartbeat of the team. Uh, the guy's energy is, is phenomenal. I think the way he uh, took his penalty as well, you know, I mean, that's a pressure penalty. Yeah. Uh, an awful lot riding on that for Celtic. 
uh, and he took it remarkably well. But, you know, th- th- there was so much uh, to be positive about. Julien, again, looked immense. Callum McGregor, how he does it, I'll never know. He just goes on and on and on, plays every game, Celtic and Scotland. Uh, outstanding, Edward was good. Uh, Johnny Hayes, when he came on, fantastic in place of Bollingoli. So... That's why I think the Celtic crowd will rise to their team on Sunday Paul, is there a level of frustration at the sending off for Bayo And and maybe the penalty that Ryan Christie didn't get? Uh, Honestly, that's one of the worst refereeing performances I think of So, uh, Not from the fact that it had been away from home And uh, usually expect the the, the home team to get a bit of the rubber of the green But the, the ridiculousness of Bayo getting sent off from him leaving it away there's nothing wrong with it to him getting up and looking at the goalkeeper who had no mark on him and then changing his mind I mean and I think I'm right in saying you can't appeal a second yellow card that that, that was ridiculous absolutely ridiculous I must look up to see if he's ever handled El Clasico because his chances are <laughs> diminishing Yeah uh, Can we can we at least all agree then That we do away with this notion That when a Willie Collum Or an Andrew Dallas Or a Bobby Madden has a howler We always see people going Only in Scotland oh, DC yeah, yeah. decisions They're everywhere like that. Gordon Can They're we do everywhere. away with that For we this actually, season Let's remember, make a pact We uh, will go down in history As the country who actually did it We drafted in foreign referees <laughs> To handle our domestic football matches uh, So When they make mistakes They're either Regardless of nationality, they're either honest mistakes, they've got it wrong, or, in the case of last night's referee, incompetent. Thank you very much to Paul in Kirkintillic. It's 01419511025 to join him. We're going to hear more from Stephen Gerrard and Neil Lennon after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Mark Wilson here with me, Gordon Duncan, in tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Looking back on a huge night for Celtic and Rangers in Europe. We're on Twitter as always at Clyde SSB. Uh, Blue Coop is on. He says it was a terrific opening speech there by you, Hugh. It was heartfelt. Uh, just a point about our own Iniesta, Stephen Davis. That's high praise. He says he's getting better with age. He never gives the ball away. And his first touch is outstanding. Uh, Jonathan Glenn has also tweeted in at Clyde SSB. I'm interested to know uh, if the mushroom enjoyed playing in Chris Doolan's testimonial match. It was a pretty shoddy performance from him, if you ask me. <laughs> oh, really? Well, I had an assist in the first 25 minutes and. Also had Aaron Taylor Sinclair just galloping at me for the full game. Now bear in mind I retired Gordon four years ago. It seems a lot longer than that when you've got him running at you. So mm. it was a tough afternoon. Uh, there we go. That's Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, 01419511025 in the phones. Uh, let's hear a bit more from Stephen Gerrard. He says he knew Philippe Hollander could handle the big occasion as he made just his third Rangers start last night. He also says Alfredo Morelos was unplayable at times and it was one of the striker's best performances in his time at the club. He's experienced, you know, come from Bologna, playing in Serie A games against that level of player, that level of opposition. He's played at international level. Uh, I've been waiting for, for this moment to, to put him in and I thought the game was perfect for him. That experience, I thought he was calm at times. You know, for his first... Big start in a big game uh, in in the atmosphere at Ibrox. I thought he stood up to it very well. Oh, wow, first 45 up there with the best he's played for me. I thought he was unplayable. I thought he caused the endless problems. His hold-up play was fantastic. Um, the only thing his performance didn't have tonight was probably a goal. 
um, but his work rate out of possession positionally was very good. There was times in the second half when we were trying to play it up to our front guys and it kept coming back. That was a slight frustration, but in the main, I'm, I'm absolutely proud of what everyone gave tonight. I thought everyone put a right shift in for the team. John and Cambus Lang, Alfredo Morelos, unplayable at times, according to the manager. What was your view on him? Yeah, I'd go along with that. Uh, good evening, panel. Hi. And uh, just want to pass on my condolences to Fernando Rickson's family and his football family. It brings everybody together, something like that. It's uh, really sad, but he was a warrior on and off the pitch. But uh, I just want to pass on my condolences. Yeah, thanks for that, John. Uh, yeah, I've just been really impressed with his uh, discipline this year, Alfredo Morelos, because. I think this time last year he'd already had like two red cards, but this year I think he's had like three yellow cards, and I would say to him, we're unlucky if I'm being honest. Uh, it's just whatever he's, Gerard said to him at the end of the season, the start of this season, even Rangers' whole discipline in general, apart from Jones getting sent off against uh, Celtic, it's been night and day with four red cards for this time last year, but back to Alfredo, he, he was unplayable last night, and it's just, if he keeps playing like I, I say, a goal apart, this complete performance last night, he, he scares defences by like sitting down. And it's just, I hope he gets, he's, I'm glad we never sold him this summer because he's getting better and better. And come the next summer, we're going to find it hard to keep a hold of him. I don't know what the panel think. Hugh, that last sort of sentence there from John. Probably is is the most apt one about him, him scaring defenders. Yeah, forgive me the name of the defender he was directly up against has slipped my mind. It will come back to me, but he ran him ragged and yeah. he, he did not know how to handle him. I don't know what the uh, the expression is for it in South America, but the penny has finally dropped for Alfredo Morelos. Somebody has got to him and explained that all of the red cards amount to a waste of time. A waste of game time And Not doing his reputation Any good whatsoever He's Had the penny drop He does look unplayable at times uh, The only omission From his performance Would of course be a goal uh, But on another night That will come uh, And As John said Rangers will find it As hard to hold on to Morelos As Celtic will find it hard To hold on to Edward. I mean, Mark, in terms of the way he plays that that lone striker role, because there have been numerous debates, mm-hmm. and we'll have more about Jermaine Defoe, Alfredo Morelos. We had one uh, for the Celtic game not so long ago, but just the way he manages to keep a back four yeah, occupied yeah. in his own at times, doesn't he? Absolutely perfect for that role. When you're going with that system and you've got one up front, he's absolutely perfect because he will hold the ball in. He can occupy two centre halves, but he'll also chase down full backs and. Hurry and harass people into mistakes Never gives a back four A minute's piece And he scores goals He's always in the right place At the right time Incidentally I thought last night He should have had a penalty um, The one he's, he's shot And then he was brought down the box Thought Rangers were unlucky Not to get a second penalty And You guys are right The only thing that was missing From his performance last night Was a goal But I think he's He's benefiting from Knowing that there's a striker On the bench Who if he slips up Again with his discipline He's going to lose his place in the team And he's managed to keep the head And that's That's a great move from Steven Gerrard You know Tying up Defoe And Morelos And having that one position And saying Well you're the main striker You need to stay in this team Any ill discipline And you're out You've got a guy Who you're going to struggle To get back in for So he's certainly taking that on board you The penalty incident You refer to Mark There would have been Last season A danger 
that that moment would have stuck in his head because it was a penalty and he didn't get it. And if that moment had stuck in his head last season, he'd have done something rash thereafter. But he didn't. He got on with the game. And there's no doubt that he is a much improved player for tidying up his act. Uh, John, the other player that was uh, mentioned by Stephen Gerrard in the clip we just played you was Philippe Hillander. Now, it was only his third start for Rangers. Um, Nikola Katic was the one who made way for him. What do you make of, of him last night and potential first choice partnerships going forward? Well, I was, I've was i been on the Dalton line a couple of weeks ago seeing how improved I was with Katic and he didn't have a great game against Livingston but Hallanders comes in we've got four good centre-halves here so the pressure's on if you don't have a good game chances are you know you don't play the next game we didn't have that last season but he came in and he done well really well last night he'd come in a big occasion your first start the first couple of starts have been against no lesser teams but no big teams like Feyenoord and he looked, he looked like a three and a half million pound player every day of the week but it's one game we'll see how it goes on and to say we've got four great centre halves at Ivox. Now last year we, we, we didn't have that, and uh, no offence to Warrell and McCauley, they, they weren't the standard that we were looking for last season. And I think Hallander and Edmondson, but I've seen him playing. I think we, we, we've got four good centre halves, and that can only be a good thing. How does this set you up for the rest of the the group, John? You have to imagine Porto will will definitely be the strongest team in the group. Sometimes you get a surprise package But it's very difficult to see past them at this stage um, How are you feeling in, in general about Rangers well, chances? I don't think Port or the team I remember we beat them in 2005 uh, I remember Purcell with a bloodied head and the, the, But it's no, they're not the same team But until we play them we don't know I don't think we should be scared of anybody Especially at home I think we can go away and We've heard our own That's 21 games in Europe under Stephen Gerrard We've lost two that's a phenomenal record. Doesn't matter who we're playing. And the two games we lost last year, the, the last two uh, group games, we were winning one of them and the other one. So I don't know. I don't think we should be scared of anybody if I'm being honest. Just yeah. go for it. John, I, I totally agree with you. When you've got a record like that over the, the previous you know, couple of years, then you're totally right. Why would you fear? It, it breeds confidence again that a. A top European side company, Ibrox And Rangers managed to win and keep a clean sheet The clean sheets for me, for Rangers are, are the most impressive thing Because it's so difficult to do in Europe But Steven Gerrard's found a way of doing it So when you've got a, a record like that Then there's no reason why you can't get out of this group It'll be difficult, but I mean, got to be optimistic mm. And then similarly for Celtic and Rangers who They've only had a look at one of their opponents mm. in, in Wren and Feyenoord Um I didn't mention this earlier because you don't want it to seem like you're taking anything away from Celtic and Rangers but but maybe Wren and Feyenoord were a bit weaker than people expected them to be I think mm. in both games maybe it's just a personal thing I just expected a bit more from them and that's not to take anything away from Celtic or anything no. away from Rangers um, but th th there should be signs of encouragement there that they can do something in the group both of them Without question but there's no need for anyone to go off the deep end and yeah, it's one know, game, of course. I, I was making a joke at the start when I spoke about the <laughs> Champions League, uh, the Europa League final with both of them in it. You know, I'm trying to enjoy the upbeat moment that was last night. But Celtic of Cluj and Cluj have beaten Lazio. Therefore, Celtic need to be careful at Celtic Park. Rangers next game, young boys. Now, no one should be going into these games, Celtic or Rangers, saying. It's a foregone conclusion We'll win 
That's a dangerous game mm. uh, Neil Lennon Of course It's the second time That he's taken a team to Wren And left with a one all draw But he's expecting A lot more to come From this group of players We're unbeaten this season Away from home in Europe And that's You know Down to the players More than anything else The system seems to suit them And we're scoring goals You know I think we're scoring Every goal away from home So it's very very pleasing um, And it gives us a Nice foothold in the group But I think this team Is superior to the team I had maybe seven or eight years ago and I think there's more experience and certainly experience at this level and you know off the back of what the players have achieved domestically over the past three or four years we have the makings of a, a good side but obviously we're not getting carried away by anything but you know we look forward now to the home game in a couple of weeks with you know quite quite confidence Frank and Springburn what stood out for you last night about Celtic's performance? But the whole team, uh, can I just say, pass on my condolences to, to the Rickson family as well. Yeah, absolutely, uh, Frank. It's an, absolute shame. Shame. Uh, it's, an absolute, it's an absolute shame what happened to the guy. It's, it's absolutely shame. But anyway, uh, the whole performance. Can, can I ask a question before I make my point, Gary? Why is the Celtic game on Sunday a one o'clock kickoff? And what do you know? Well, both teams agreed to it. And I, I, I wish I could give you an answer to that because I, I don't know, Frank, but apparently both Celtic and Kilmarnock agreed to it. Uh, uh, you, you would think From Celtic's perspective Another couple of hours Of recovery time You would think For Kilmarnock's perspective What difference Does two hours make They're only down the road uh, But For some reason Both clubs Agreed to this There was no Dissension uh, And perhaps Somebody at Celtic Or Kilmarnock Could let us know Right I just wonder I, I, I couldn't work out There was no Natalia then But anyway uh, you talk about uh, Willie Collum earlier on I think we had the Willie Collum of Spain last night <laughs> I thought he was an absolute joke I'm so disgraced he was I thought the, the team For the whole game for the best. I thought we were a better team uh, Especially the first half I, I thought we were, we were in control of the game As well And I thought uh, Apart from a, a moment of madness for Ayer I mean it's probably The, the most stonewall penalty You'll see all season oh. But apart from that I thought we were excellent well, I, 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 I have. I, I was only a couple of weeks. I was only a couple of weeks ago criticising the big Julian and Ball and Goalie. Uh-huh. I take it all back. I think they've, they've vastly improved and proved me wrong, and I'm delighted about that. I thought they were a tremendous old team. Yeah, Julian was immense, and he, as I said, of his display at Ibrooks, uh, coming of age for him, and he continues to grow. Uh, I've got the information now. This referee last night has handled El Clasico twice. Uh, and that was an astonishing performance from a man who has refereed at that level. He was influenced by the crowd, and as Mark knows, the last thing in this world you need is a referee who responds to the crowd. Frank makes a point that we've not brought up yet, Mark. The one obvious negative would be that moment of madness from Christopher Iyer. He's young, perhaps there is still a rawness there. Maybe that's what you get from uh, from, from young central defenders. But I think there was three different fouls in the one. Yeah, move. Was, as, as Frank says, it was it was as clear a penalty yeah, as you'll see. He was certainly making sure the guy didn't get by him. Uh, no matter if he was in the box or out the box, so it's as clear a penalty as you'll see. But however, you know I wouldn't be too harsh on Chris Ayer. I think he's Celtic's best defender. I think he's an outstanding player and has been outstanding for a a good while now for Celtic, um, and he will probably be the next one to be sold on for. A very high figure So Bit rash Listen He will make mistakes Because he is young There'll be mistakes To come this season from him But 
He's certainly their best defender for and, me uh, Neil Lennon saying that this Celtic team That's just been to Wren Has more potential than the, the last Celtic team That went to Wren You had a good view from the bench that night So would <laughs> you know, What does he know? Would you agree? No, our team would have won Actually, if it wasn't for Chad Uri's Crazy own goal that night See, See, should I should have been on Exactly Mr Reliable exactly. would never have buried the ball past <laughs> Fraser Forster like that uh, Frank, what about the way it sets you up for the group? Looking at the other result It's it's hard to read into it too much, isn't it? But Cluj beating Lazio, I think that, that probably goes down as a bit of a surprise, no? Uh, well, it, was, it certainly surprised me, because Cluj, I don't think Cluj are a great tight side at all. I mean, we, were, we were shocking against them defensively a few, a few weeks ago. But I don't know, I, I don't know about Lazio, I don't know if a great team or no. But uh, I, I think we should win with our home games. We really should win our home games. I'm quite confident that we should win our home games. Well, time will tell. Thank you very much to Frank in Springburn. 0141-951-1025. If you want to join Frank on the phone, now's a good time to call and we'll hopefully speak to you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. The form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Wilson's here. Hugh Keevens is alongside him and we're taking your calls looking back on a big night for Celtic and Rangers in Europa League qualifying. If you're... A bit shy Or you don't want to come on the phones And you'd rather tweet Feel free Blue Coop has uh, provided a real service for us oh. As has Hugh Moan Hugh Our listeners know everything uh-huh. Is it guaranteed There is a cycling event on at the Emirates And that's why The game's at one o'clock oh. Apparently well, According to Blue Coop and Hugh Moan They might be talking rubbish But it's, it would be too convenient That they're both talking the same rubbish Wouldn't it? Well that, that sounds a plausible explanation to I, me I'll go for it I don't mind Get home earlier anyway There's plenty of people on this show Speak the same rubbish Gordon Absolutely so. <laughs> Exactly uh, Lots more coming in on Twitter Scotty Brand says From a Rangers fan It's so touching The way the old firm have been uh, Touched in grief over the past few days A lot of respect and unity Has been shown by the Rangers family For the way Celtic fans And the Celtic staff Have conducted themselves Well done And thank you uh, well, says Scotty And funnily enough you, I think Robbie in Falkirk's call Might uh, sort of lead on To that So uh, Robbie What's on your mind tonight? Uh, good evening guys Alright Hugh and uh, Mark I've got a A moment uh, It's quite embarrassing For Celtic And uh, a bit of a laugh That Rangers will get out of this one And I'm, I'm actually quite amazed That none of the newspapers Have actually picked up on this But uh, Going back to 2005 Celtic were drawn Against Rangers in the Scottish Cup at Parkhead. Now, I was at the front of the main stand, top tier at the front, and uh, me and my dad were sitting together. Celtic took the, the lead in the first half with a Chris Sutton goal. And, uh, so that the, the second half kicked off and Rangers were shooting towards, no doubt their own fans as usually do in the second half, they were shooting up towards the, uh, the Jokestein end. So, Rangers managed to get good possession and I'm pretty sure I watched it last night. Uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Alex Ray got the ball and he played it out to uh, Alan Hutton at the the North Stand side. And he's put a cross in and Fernando Rickson scored. I mean, you maybe think to yourself, oh, big deal. But when he'd done it, I can't think of any Rangers player scoring a goal when Celtic, the Celtic fans were in full cry, we walk on, doing walk on. Well, obviously, when, when Rickson scored that goal, <laughs> they scars came down quicker than a camera flash, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just trying to think that, that that's a very, very special moment for a Rangers player. It's not just score a goal, but to score a goal while the full walk on is in, well, it's in full cry, like, you know. 
So what you could maybe do, obviously, all, all the listeners will be going onto YouTube now. Well, obviously, it'll be probably the Rangers fans, obviously. But if you type in uh, Celtic Rangers 2005, it'll come up at the top of the search results. It's actually the full game that's there. So if any Rangers fans want to go on, and uh, maybe even the next commercial break, you guys can have a look at it for yourselves. Maybe at 7 o'clock in the next 10 minutes, if you can quickly go onto YouTube and have a look at it for yourselves. Yes, but someone I, mentioned I, it, Robbie. I'm not, I've not got a problem coming on and highlighting it because it's, I mean, it's a, a, I can't think of it being. I'm done again. More, yeah, you know, yeah, someone mentioned it. I think um, I think Celtic did go on to win the game, but in terms of moments, as Robbie says, this is the scarf where up the song was in full yeah. flow, and, and Rickson managed to to silence it. Well, I was delighted to see that uh, Celtic are going to have a minute's applause on Sunday for Fernando Rickson. The other observation I would make: I wish it didn't always take death to bring Celtic and Rangers fans together. When Tommy Burns died and Walter Smith and Ali McCoy's carried his coffin into St Mary's Church, everyone said, ah, that's the watershed moment. This is the moment when all of the daftness goes. It took Tommy's death to do that. It didn't work out that way. There was some awful stuff that went on after that. And I wish it didn't take Fernando Rickson's death for Celtic and Rangers supporters to come together, show a sense of unity, uh, a sense of civilised behaviour towards each other. I wish they could now take this moment as the watershed moment. And there's no reason not to be the rivals that they always were and have been for 130 years. There's no reason why that has to be diluted in any way. You just have to take the madness out of it. And hopefully, Fernando Rickson's sad passing will bring us that watershed moment Robbie and Falkirk thank you very much for sharing that memory I like that that was Robbie uh, on the line 01419511025 James is also on James is in Drumchapel hi James evening how are you guys yeah good thanks what's on your mind tonight um, just obviously I was at the iBooks last night uh, for the Rangers game and I just thought that it was I agree with, it, with everything that Stephen Gerrard says uh, regarding her um, performance um, I thought that for the first minute we went, you know, right for it. Um, but leaving last night, um, I talked to my daughter and I did say to her, you know, she, she's always known Rangers being in the doldrums and all this kind of stuff. I grew up, you know, the Rangers were running amok and stuff like that. But last night, I turned to her and said to her, you know, we're coming away from here, where we were seven seasons ago. You know, coming away from Ibrox last night and saying, we should have hammered Firemers last night. What a turnabout, honestly, guys. I, 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 can't, I can't explain just how proud of my team that I'm on. Well, that's why we're going to have a remarkable uh, end to this season because uh, Rangers' only blemish so far has been the game against Celtic at, uh, at Ibrooks, where Stephen Gerrard simply got it all wrong on the day and Celtic got it all right on the day. Uh, but on Sunday, when Rangers go to Perth and Celtic play Kilmarnock at home, there is a resumption of this championship race that I am convinced will be quite something uh, once we are into the new year. Uh, so you're right to feel that way. You're right to feel that for the first time since 2011, you you can sense that something is going on of a positive nature. And the Celtic fans are right to think, but they have won the last nine trophies and under Neil Lennon, 
are actually getting better I mean Mark I know it's easy for us to say Looking at it from a, a neutral perspective I get that, 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 that rivalries and, and fans get involved It's not always easy to, to to want Rangers to win in Europe If you're a Celtic fan Or, or want Celtic to win in Europe if you're a Rangers fan But f- for the collective And everyone keeps using the, the word the, the, the coefficient It is slowly but surely getting better We might yeah. even be at a stage where we drastically reduced the number of Champions League qualifiers we need to play Maybe even further down the line It seemed inconceivable a while ago Two places in the Champions League I mean, this is what, what we're working towards It's got to be, Gordon I mean, that's what we're after We need to cut, We've said for years now We need to cut down these amount of qualifying games Our teams have to face they, they leave themselves no chance Rangers have done it over two seasons now That they've went through all the qualifiers And got to the group stages But it's incredibly difficult to continue to do that So... The more our teams win in Europe, the better. And it's it just gives you that wee bit of pride when teams are coming to Scotland, you know, and big names are coming to Scotland and find it difficult to beat our top two. We are so consumed by our top two and thinking they're invincible. And we're quick enough to point out when they get thumped when they play in Europe and say, oh, they were so poor, you know, they were terrible. So we have to build up and, and give them all the credit they deserve when they actually win. But it's great to see both our teams getting positive results yesterday. And James, now starts that juggling act of Europa League group stage football and trying to make sure you keep up with Celtic on, on the domestic front. How are you feeling about the, the next few weeks? Well, it will be a test for us, but it's a test that, we need to, that we've got to take this year. We can't do what we've done last year. Uh, you know, get positive results and then get into that points to your Dundees and your Hamiltons and things like that. But I think we've got that steel about us now. I think we've got that thing that we were missing last year. Um, and incidentally, I thought, you know, last night, I think our main man, uh, for me anyway, I think is Ryan Jack. For, you know, when that boy's not in the team, last night he's tracking back, he's tackling, he's passing. I just, what a... What, what, what a player that, that boy's turning into be, you know what I mean? But going forward, Rangers need to start going to, like, you know, starting on Sunday against St Johnston, get the three points, get the three points on the board, put a wee bit of pressure on the Celtic, that kind of stuff, do you know what I mean? Let's Obviously, let's see how Celtic handle the pressure and stuff like that. Um, I'm obviously not going to say here, do you know what I mean? No, we'll definitely win the league. But if we can get into the last month of the season and still be there or thereabouts, you know what I mean? It will be interesting. Thank you very much James In Drumchapel But signing news actually tonight um, Graham Dorans Has signed for Dundee On a short term mm. deal So quite a squad they're assembling oh. uh, In the championship And of course Rangers with Bodies that they were looking to move on uh, So Graham Dorans is the latest He goes to Dundee Thank you very much to James In Drumchapel I think that brings us up nicely to time for this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Beat the pundit time, there's a signed ball up for grabs, Hugh Keevens. And I oh. quite naively assumed that if anyone won the signed ball, they would take it home, pride the place, on the mantelpiece, maybe with a glass cabinet around it or whatever. Yeah. Um, I got a text from a school friend the other night to inform me that he had just come back from playing a game of five asides with one of the <laughs> signed balls. <laughs> <laughs> were they, were they, it's good to know they've been cherished and they, looked after. Were they kicking right. the panels with Mark Wilson's autograph <laughs> on it? So there we go. Anyway, it's yeah. beat the pundit time. If you're a ball short for five asides and you want a signed one from the team, you have to come on and win it. 01419511025. Give us a call right now because you only have until the news at seven. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com.
Mark Wilson and Hugh Evans are here tonight Looking back on a huge night for Celtic and Rangers In the Europa League group stages Both getting off to positive starts Rangers with the win And Celtic with a draw out there in Rennes It's a massive weekend as well Having to bounce straight back on Sunday And the small matter of an Edinburgh derby How Paul Heckingbottom and Craig Levine could do with a result Or maybe not, if you believe uh, what Anne Budge had to say earlier this week If you've got thoughts on the weekend's action Maybe that Edinburgh derby Now is the time to air them 01419511025 We'll do this first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Yes, beat the pundit time I received distressing communication the other night That someone who won and beat the pundit Is using their signed ball to play five asides But listen, <laughs> once it leaves the office, Hugh Keevans It is out of our hands And people can do with it what they see fit I, I, I can hear Gordon Dale saying They'll kick every other panel in the ball Except the one that's got my autograph on <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the next man to try and win a signed ball tonight Is Stephen from Milton How are you Stephen? No, I'm alright, how are you? Yeah, not bad Stephen, you'll be happy with the result last night I assume as a Celtic fan Oh, of course Yeah, what, what pleased you the most? Get a result Oh, yeah, fair enough fair yeah, Straight to the <laughs> point elaborate I don't too much that. Stephen uh, Listen I hope yeah, he's as, I hope he's as straight to the point On the, the answers On the, the The beat the pundit I'm going to toss the coin Stephen If it's heads You are up against Mr Keevans And if it's tails It's Mark Wilson You don't get Mr I'm afraid yeah. <laughs> And it's heads Mark Wilson anyway Nah I'm sorry The coin doesn't lie It's heads And it's Mr Keevans Against Stephen from Milton So let me give Hugh some Clyde 2 To listen to And that way You can't cheat Stephen You've got 30 seconds Head to head with Hugh You can pass Here is your chance To beat the pundit You ready? I'm ready I mean. Let's get stuck in Who scored Rangers Winner against Feyenoord last night? Tavernier What nationality Is Celtic's Mohamed El Yanoussi? Norway uh, What is the name Of Queen of the South's Home ground? Palmerston Who face each other Tonight in the first round Of the Scottish Cup? Uh, Kilty Hearts And Oh I forgot her name Right, move on Which Scottish striker Is currently playing With CSKA Sofia Tony Watt And what manager Kept Kilmarnock up In the 2017 playoffs Kilmarnock uh, Lee Clark Okay uh, Let's bring Hugh Keevans back Hugh, can you hear us? I can You can Good, same set of questions To you, are you ready? Okay Who scored Rangers Winner against Feyenoord last night? It was Ojo What nationality Is Celtic's Mohamed El Yunusi? Uh, Moroccan What is the name of Queen of the South's home ground? Palmerston Who face each other tonight in the first round of the Scottish Cup? Kelty Hearts and Ockham Lake Which Scottish striker is currently playing with CSKA Sophia? Uh, Tony Watt uh, What manager kept Kilmarnock up in the 2017 playoffs? Lee Clark Okay, okay, okay What do you think, Stephen? Well, he got that one like, about Ojo, didn't he? Well he did And do you know what Stephen I thought you sounded pretty good I thought you sounded pretty confident And then The old fella swooped in And he was out last night as well yes. So he's, he's clearly being Studying hard today Because he sounded confident uh, First one Was Shea Ojo uh, Stephen went for Tavernier But he missed the penalty So Hugo's 1-0 up Celtics Mohamed El Yunusi It's Friday I'm feeling generous I'm giving it to you both He was born in Morocco He plays for Norway So I'm, I'm giving it oh, Norwegian uh, well, let's see if it matters at the end, Stephen um, The next question, name the Queen of the South's home ground It's Palmerston, you both got it uh, Who face each other tonight in the first round of the Scottish Cup? Kelty Hearts and... You were 
On the tip of your tongue Stephen Auchinleck Hugh Keevans knew it Unfortunately for you You both got Tony Watt Playing with CSKA Sophia And you both knew That Lee Clark uh, Kept Kilmarnock up In the playoffs So I'm quite impressed With that Hugh Keevans One, two, three, four Five, six for you And four for you Stephen Hardlines Good man Stephen Give it a good bash Four's a decent score as well Isn't it Hugh you, Usually that gives you A decent chance Yeah Can I tell you very quickly A story of course, that's what you're here for Last night, I'm introducing the top table At the St Andrews Sporting Club, the boxing And I stand beside the man on my far left And I say to the audience This is Scottish boxing royalty This is Jim Watt Thunderous applause for Jim, rightly so And he said The fame is fading now though, Hugh And I said, why do you say that? He said, I got a package delivered to the house the other day and the young boy who delivered it said, you need to sign for this, sir? He said, oh, Jim Watt. And he said, what? Are you in relation to Tony Watt that scored the goal for Celtic <laughs> against Barcelona? <laughs> oh, no. A former no, world no, champion, no. one of the pantheon of greats in Scottish sporting history. And he's being asked, are you in a relation to Tony Watt? That's a young team for you here Yes No idea That's yeah. also the magic of this show Because you told me that story earlier I had a feeling you would tell it anyway And up pops Tony Watt Coincidentally yeah. Yeah. In a question on yeah, Beat absolutely Because producer Andy writes the questions He hadn't heard the story So there we go Tony Watt uh, <laughs> He's enjoying himself Out in Sofia Must be said uh, Good to see him trying something different Tony was uh, a credit to himself and St Johnson Remember he came on the show last mm. season Donated all his old strips That's right, yeah. Put a yeah. lot of hard good work in Off his own back and raised a lot of good money mm-hmm. uh, For cash for kids So we won't hear a bad word Said that was a, a fantastic effort from him back last year It's 01419511025 On the phones I wonder if we've got any brave Capitals club fans out there Hearts or Hibs fans Anyone brave enough to come on and predict That you'll win the derby uh, because you've both been struggling recently But let's see if we get any on the phones We'll hear from both managers Let's do Richard and Steps first Hi Richard Hi Gordon, how are you doing? Yeah, um, good Richard. Oh yourself and uh, Hugh, uh, Mr Keevans and Martin The listener, all the best And he's, he's Joe and Brayton Hope it's a good season Thanks Richard, um, cheers Yeah, uh, just that laugh obviously We uh, got a best Fernando And thoughts and prayers Obviously with his family and his friends and that And you know, all the Rangers family uh, I was at the game last night um, Fantastic tribute uh, For both sets of fans A minute uh, silence And also, the second minute as well was even the players actually stopped as well uh, to clap. Uh, yeah, no, I noticed that Richard, yeah. the cameras went in on yeah, on Morelos and he was standing clapping, wasn't he? Yeah, I've never yeah. seen that before. No, nah, so um, but also today I was actually just on the BBC News there uh, and seen the uh, Neil Lennon uh, and Peter Lowell coming along with Arif. Maybe uh, flowers obviously for uh, for Fernando and I think that's really really helpful. I mean, you think I know we're rivals. I'm not going to see we're all going to Abu Dhabi and like that. We're obviously we're a bit of rivals each other, but I mean they can send anybody over really staff and Celtic wherever that but to cover themselves I think shows a lot of a lot of respect for them and um, a lot of respect obviously for uh, Fernando and it was the same obviously likewise with uh, Big Billy McNeil. I was I was too I was born in sixty six. I did see Billy McNeil playing for Celtic but I was I was very, very young obviously. I think he finished playing seventy five, I think it was. Uh, I did see him playing but also with Wee Junkie and obviously Tommy Burns and that there's also respect there. I'm um, not yeah, you see, I'm not asking for over a century of history to be changed I'm simply asking Why does it always take death To to make both Sets of supporters Who support two great clubs Why does it take death mm. To do this The rivalry can be intact As intact as it was 
When they last met at Ibrox And as it will be at Celtic Park On the 28th of December But They are Representing two great clubs And it's time for the The madness to come out of the air Nevertheless uh, Those are powerful images aren't they We've seen it across the years Hugh ringed off some of the other examples And, And Neil Lennon Today that 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 was another one, Hugh, because um, <laughs> I don't think he'll be welcome to Ibrooks, you know, in his own time very no, often. No. Um, but to go and do that under these circumstances, and and even all all across the the footballing spectrum, as, as Richard mentions, you've got the the Rangers fans, obviously, who are yeah. heartbroken, the outpouring of grief from all corners of the the footballing world. Respects paid last night at that game. It was a proper. Mark of respect uh, For the Celtic manager And the, the, the chief executive To go over to Ibrox And uh, I've watched the, the, the footage They are uh, Applauded wholeheartedly By the Rangers fans Who are there And that's the way It should be You know Football is about family Mark Wilson will know this In good times And in bad you, There's always someone There to help you I remember being at Billy McNeil's funeral And sitting beside Derek McInnes Former Rangers player Current Aberdeen manager uh, And you know It was wonderful to be in his company And to hear what he thought about Billy And people all around So football is a family And the, the family has got behind Fernando Rickson and his family At this awful time So We give them stick When they deserve stick And now it's right to applaud the fans But please don't let it take another Neil, death Neil Lennon wouldn't have had it any other way Than him no. going over there Because they, they, you think of the amount of battles he had With Fernando Rickson yeah. on the park You know, the way the both of them played the game Was incredible Fierce competitors and leaders of their clubs Both successful in their own way and captains And there's no way Neil Lennon would have missed that he, opportunity Your, your career wouldn't respects. have overlapped at Celtic now Not with, not with Fernando Rickson Fernando, no, Dundee, United, before, Dundee, United, uh, Dundee United Dundee United When Fernando Rickson and John Hartson shared the, the mm. award player of the year I was I was up for young player of the year that year And uh, I remember both of them going up on stage He had an absolutely incredible season that year And uh, again, a fierce competitor for me coming through as a young boy Playing against a Dutch internationalist like him was an honour, you know, I remember many times I'm coming to Tanadays making it incredibly difficult. And he was just such a leader for Rangers, such a driving force behind him. And a sad loss. Here's an idea for you. We watched John Gregg, greatest of a Rangers player, go to Celtic Park when Billy McNeil died. We've watched today Neil Lennon and Peter Lawwell go to Ibrooks and lay flowers at the the shrine, if you can call it such, to Fernando Rickson. Why not then? Have the clubs forget this daft idea Of only allowing 800 of the rivals fans Into their ground when they play each other Why not go back to the Celtic getting the Broomlow and Road stand at Ibrox And Celtic giving Rangers an appropriate number of tickets For the games at Celtic Park I like your sentiment I, I dare say though there are um, business complications Or allocation complications Which have already been set For season ticket holders And all the rest of it So it's a nice idea I just wonder if in reality uh, It might be a bit more difficult Richard in terms of on the field This weekend uh, How do Rangers Guard against any potential uh, European hangover They've not, not shown too many of them uh, But it, we've learned over the years That it can happen I think we'll freshen it up um, We'll definitely freshen it up We'll bring in two or three uh, I think Camaro will be come out for a uh, um, I think Kamara from the midfield Maybe defence as well Maybe bring back Katic or something I don't know why he wasn't involved at all last night I don't know if he picked up an injury But he wasn't in the squad at all last mm. night But I don't know if he'll maybe come back um, 
at we can, but we'll definitely make three or four changes. I've seen uh, Gerard's conference, uh, he did say that, it's going to make changes. But we've got a big enough squad to deal with. Surely we should go to St Johnson. And, I mean, all right, I know it's a way time. You're not guaranteed in the football, but the Rangers, with the squad they've got, we should go up there and, uh, and win. And if you have, if you have any attributes to win the title, then these are the games you've got to go up there and take three points. Absolutely. Thank you very much. That was Richard in steps on 0141-951-1025. Let's hear from Craig Levine. And Paul Hackingbottom, shall we? As, as, as they're all big derbies. Uh, this one big for different reason, perhaps. Both managers have been getting a barrel load of stick from their fans. Uh, here's what they've had to say in the build up to this one, starting with Craig Levine. I think 99% of, uh, of managers will, uh, at some point in their career, will, will have their job at risk. In fact, 100%. That's a constant that, that you live with when you do this job. So that's what it is. We've got a big match on, on Sunday. Which is always a an exciting fixture for for everybody, for the players, myself, coaches, the fans in particular. So yeah, we, we we go into this game with a view that uh, we need to get three points because we need to climb the table as quickly as possible. Pressure comes from a number of different areas. I think the, the important thing for me is to is to wade through that and work out what's helpful and what's not helpful. The supporters desperately want the team to do well, and if and if we're not doing well, then they'll let their displeasure be known. And that's just the common situation and uh, my job is to, to try and remain as calm as possible and uh, try and relieve some pressure from the players first and foremost because you know they're the ones who have to go out and, and have clear heads on, on match day and uh, that's what I see my job as at this minute in time uh, Last weekend he said he did not fear for his job Hugh and you can see why because Anne Budge put out a statement during the week it was 1200 words or so in length so if yeah. you think I'm going to read it all out you yeah. are mad uh, but if you skip all the way down to the bottom after um, various other subjects have been addressed towards the end uh, it says in short um, it wasn't that short but uh, cut into the chase our board remains behind the manager his coaching staff and his team not because he's untouchable not because he's all powerful not because we're weak has been suggested we remain behind him because we believe in the plan we have jointly put together well you can't criticise strong leadership it's her club and she's saying we're not bowing to pressure he stays in his job but she will find it very hard to defend her position if Hibs win on Sunday and Aberdeen put Hearts out of the Betfred Cup midweek. Uh, but, as I say, you can't criticise strong leadership. She's made her case. She took too long to make it. But uh, we criticise knee-jerk reaction. We have to acknowledge strong leadership. But if they lose the next two games on the bounce, she'll find it very hard to stand by all I've got a feeling, Hugh, that Hearts, Hearts will go there and win. And so do I. I yeah. think the pressure at playing at Tyne Castle is it's a great place to play. Uh, you know, having a chat with Christoph Bearer um through the week. Great place to play when you're winning, but when you're losing it's very yeah. difficult. I think going away from home just lifts that pressure. And on the flip side, I mean, it's been no picnic for the Hibs players and they've got Easter Road willing yeah. them to get a win. And Haken Bottom under pressure already this season from the Hibs fans. I wonder what it'll be like come Sunday. Kenny's a Hearts fan on the line. What did you make of that statement during the week, Kenny? Uh, you've got to admire her for evening, guys. You've got to admire her for, uh, for for what she put out there, really. But I think there was a wee bit in it, Gordon, that she referred to that uh, his job isn't he, un- untenable uh, if something if the results continue the way they were going. I think she made a wee reference to that. Uh, but I, I think. I'm sorry, Co. I mean, I, I phoned in last week and said he should go now, but 
they've got a plan, you know, and he's doing really great at the academy. He's getting all the youngsters. I know he's putting some of them out on loan and things like that. And we, we Harry Cochran, we thought he was going to come in after the the four 0 against Celtic. You know, we thought he was going to come in and, and go. But I think you've got to protect a. I don't know how what Mark would think of that with age wise. Obviously, <laughs> you didn't do the running about as a sixteen year old, but uh, he's protecting Cochrane. You know, I mean, to put a sixteen year old in and in the middle of midfield where there's usually quite a, a few sort of battles, it's 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 hard. He's he's trying to protect his club, the club that he loves, and he's he's, he's wanting good for it. But I just hope results start to change. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Mark, that, Kenny references some of the the other aspects to. To, to running the club, Craig Levine is is a he's director of football as well, as you yeah. know, as well as the first mm-hmm. team manager. The problem is with with plans and all the rest of it. If your first team doesn't win games, the rest doesn't really matter. That's just the harsh reality of of football. That's it, Gordon. That is the be all and end all because you could put all the best plans into place like Craig Levine has, but again, if he doesn't win his next couple of games, his position. Is under threat And if he goes Then the man who's made the plans Or been a big part of it Is gone mm. And the, the plans Of a, 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 a new manager Might be totally different Here's what Paul Heckenbottom Had to say Listen we, we've got a good group of, of lads here But we need an edge You know There's nothing You've got to be honest With each other You've got to Tell people If they're not doing the jobs You know We're really clear In what's expected of them But Well for example Sunday's a, a perfect example Of They're not going to be able To hear me from the sideline you know, they've got to be willing to dig each other out, if you like, encourage each other, demand from each other. They've got to. So, you know, we've been practising it a bit in training and uh, putting bigger expectations, if you like, on the players. This has been built by some as potentially the losing manager on the day could lose their job. Does that narrative surprise you? Nothing surprises me. Nothing at all. Would I spend time worrying about it and wasting my words of it? No, no. What, what will be, will be, but... If that's what football's come to, then that's what it's come to. I take it from your previous answers, you still feel you have full support of the board, regardless of the result? Yeah, yeah. It's nothing, nothing to say any different. It's not what the football's come to. It's the way football's always been. Managers who are not getting results are under pressure and tend to lose their jobs. I mean, it's it's quicker we crank it up quicker now, yeah. for sure. Surely. Much quicker than it used to be I mean what was the average The average a manager used to get Was probably a couple of seasons To, to first put their plans into place And then to try and exercise it Now they're not even getting that here Well the, the other point he makes there is He's more or less acknowledging That his team lacks heart They've had one win At Easter Road And by all accounts St Mirren were unfortunate To leave all three points Behind in Edinburgh that day So If they lack heart And particularly if Stephen Naismith Comes back four hearts on Sunday Then they're in a bit of bother uh, Kenny Are you going to win the derby And everything will be right With the world Or do you fear the worst Well you, 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 Excuse me You're saying about uh, Everything will be right With the world uh, At present It's no My daughter's just signed for Hibs Oh, oh no, no. Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> He's oh. still looking for somebody to love You know what I mean But uh, <laughs> I'm very I'm very optimistic That I just want to see a good derby And hopefully be Kenny, Your team can get a win You know what I mean Kenny I've, I've just thought if your daughter brings her washing home And the Hibs jersey's there You're going to have to hang it round the back garden No, listen She's already had a, a coach For a wee school she goes to said They wear a top underneath so she doesn't get a rash But <laughs> yeah, she's loving it She's enjoying the football so that's what counts really Yeah, you well done you, It's family Yeah, absolutely Good stuff, well done, uh, all the best What's your daughter's name, Kenny? 
Tanya There we go Hopefully Tanya has a long and successful career Even if it does uh, cause a bit of conflict In Kenny the Jambo's household 01419511025 Let's hear from you We'll get a full time teaser up and running next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans and Mark Wilson Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard I remember Kelty and Auchinleck Are playing in the first round of the Scottish Cup Tonight's on the television as well uh, Barry Ferguson's Kelty side are one goal down Auchinleck have just scored a trademark set piece Mark Wilson Wonderful delivery Bullet header and Auchinleck, uh, who we've seen in the, the relatively later stages of the Cup many times in recent seasons, have started brightly today. Yeah, they love this competition, don't they, Gordon? But what a goal that is. I mean, ideal free kick in swinging from a wide area, just what you need, and a great towering header it at the back a, post. A sweet goal. They should be called Auchinleck Tablet. Oh my you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Moving swiftly on We're on Twitter At Clyde SSB Hammy says As good as last night was I broke 65 minutes at least uh, A lack of ruthlessness In the final third Has to be improved upon Or progress will be tough Colin Williams says For the first time I was taken aback At a football match last night The second minute applause Was not only done by Rangers And Feyenoord fans But the ref and the players Joined in Emotional and tearful Well done to Celtic as well and Neil Lennon uh, And John Clark is on Talking about the, the kick-off times This, uh-huh. this weekend um, Coming off You know a, a busy night in Europe John says That's the downside Of all that lovely dosh From the TV deal Suck it up Tottenham played in Greece On Wednesday night And have Saturday lunchtime kick-off Away to Leicester Yeah There's no point in complaining He's absolutely correct If you Take television's money You have to take Television's scheduling uh, It's a bit unusual To have a A cycling Arena opposite Celtic Park But you have to live with that as well uh, Okay it's time for tonight's full time teaser And this one has been sent in by Chris Doherty So thank you to Chris for sending in The address you need if you want to hear your question on the show Is fulltime at Clyde1.com I'm a bit nervous about this Hugh oh, You're nervous? How do you think Mark Wilson and me feel? Well I just want <laughs> Well that, that's the problem Because this can go one of two ways Oh no It'd be a zero Mark Wilson Badly or really badly Mark Wilson might Absolutely scoosh this Oh Oh really Um, Which will be a disaster Because you you want it to sort of Have a bit of tension about it On the flip side If you you can't do it It will be even funnier Because I think you were involved Yeah I think you were involved So here's the question Uh, Chris says This week marks Eight years Since that comeback When Celtic were 3-0 down at half time At Kilmarnock to draw three each Remember it Hugh? I'll never forget it Some say it was the biggest 45 minutes In all of Celtic's eight in a row so far Can you name the Celtic team from that day? No I'm not going to squish this Charlie, <laughs> I'll tell you right Charlie Mulgrew Yep Jamesy yep. Forrest Yep um, Ant- Was Anthony Stokes On the bench? No Stokes We're doing the start in 11 Yeah Stokes Yes Yes Okay uh, Hooper Oh, you're going to squish this. You're going to absolutely squish it. We'll leave it there. Mulgrew. It's super right, yeah. yeah. Mulgrew, Stokes, Forrest, Hooper. That's four. You've got seven more to go. And if you want to try and beat the guys to the punch, you can do it at Clyde SSB. Let's speak to David and Blantyre. Hi, David. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Hi. good evening. Good evening, uh, everyone. Hi, good evening, uh, Hugh, Hi, yeah. Gordon, and Mark. Hi, Hi. there. Um, I just have a, a, a couple of a quick points, if I may. Um, uh, firstly, it was about Hugh's point um, when they made the aware about Fernando Rickson and, and, and the way he said it. Um, it was really, uh, to me, it was really touching. Um, 
I thought it was re- really, really, really nice, uh, nice words. Thank and um, it was just, uh, I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I'm type one diabetic, Hugh. So I'm, I'm thirty, I'm thirty nine, a couple of months. Yeah. And um, I, I, I hope that you know when I have a son. So I hope when he's older that you know I, I get to see my son and and um, a few kids, you know, grown older. So. Yes, it was really, uh, really nice, nice uh, words. So thank you for uh, that. Uh, you know, Frando Rickson is or was uh, younger than two of my children. Now, you know, you're eternally grateful for what life gives you, and for Fernando to lose his life at the age of forty-three is a tragedy, and for his daughter not to have a father is a tragedy. Uh, so I'm. Perfectly well aware of the, the, the sorrowful aspect of all of this. But thank you for your kind words. No, no, no thank, thank, thank you. Thank, thank you again. And um, it was just a point uh, I'd like to make on the, the Celtic performance last night. Um, I don't get out often during the week to watch uh, football matches. Uh, so uh, I watched the Celtic game last night and it was actually um, the first time in quite a while that I was disappointed that. Well, I wasn't disappointed as such, but I, I, I was, I was happy with the result. The final, you know, the final final result. Okay, we, you know, we get a point away from home, um, but it was the, the the performance that I was quite happy with, and that to not to win the game, um, I, you know, I haven't I haven't felt that way in a while. Under obviously Brendan Rodgers' performances in, in Europe, we we seem to um, it was just his way or the highway. You know, we, we played the same way. Um, whether we lost, you know, uh, heavily or, or not, which we didn't in some cases, um, but I just felt that we, we Celtic played really well, and um, the, the refereeing decisions that you probably the callers on earlier on talking about um, were a bit strange, but um, I just felt that Celtic played really well, and um, I was happy. I was really happy uh, to, to come away for a, a difficult tie with a point. It's the first European game Yeah I mean Mark I think in fairness to Brendan Rodgers On some of those occasions when he got the criticism It, it was it was the elite of Europe yeah. that they were against, up against Barcelona so, and PSG um, and things like that However yeah. David's main point is is about the, the level of performance The level of control that Celtic did have Having said all that Neil Lennon actually didn't Changed too much You know there's, There was this uh, Preconception When Neil Lennon came in That he was going to be Far more pragmatic In Europe And, and if, if he had to get people Behind the ball And be hard to beat He would do it Brendan Rodgers didn't Again I, t- I accept That it's a different level Of opposition uh, But with that in mind People predicted That maybe Cham would come in And they would have An extra midfielder And they didn't no. they, they just kept it The way it had been El Yunusi played Forrest on the other side Christie Still very attacking Regardless of being away from home Yeah but uh, I think a slightly different style. Brendan Rodgers, when he went away from home, played the exact same way as he played uh, in our domestic league, where when the goalkeeper had the ball, the centre-halves would split, the full-backs would go higher up the pitch, the midfielder would drop in, and it's fine when you're playing here because you're allowed to play with the ball against your PSGs, your Barcelonas. As soon as they press you, you're nowhere to go, and you found yourself getting punished time and time again. Neil Lennon... More direct approach I think that's More evident From Neil's time Same kind of formation Perhaps the same personnel But Celtic get the ball Forward Into attacking areas Much quicker And obviously then that That brings a risk down A losing a goal You know Brendan Rodgers 
was happy to have possession in his own half where Neil I know from my time at Celtic didn't want that at all especially in European nights and it was the way he managed the team previous in European nights and it's the exact same now and that's why I was slightly surprised you know when people were getting him the criticism when we go into Europe Neil tactically doesn't know what he's doing and it'll be you know a white yeah. Neil went and showed before that he could come up against well, first of he, all he took a fair few hammers right enough but still Hugh he managed to negotiate ties that were difficult and come away with decent results in, in the past I'll use the word he showed last night he's no downgrade that's the word he was accused of being a downgrade ah, yes, from uh, Brendan Rogers. I think it takes a lot of bottle to go to Brittany and play Wren in the way that Celtic did. This is a, a Wren team who already have beaten Paris Saint-Germain this season. Uh, but Celtic went there, handled the atmosphere and they look a pretty tasty yeah. crowd behind that goal. Uh, they handled everything. And they were very unfortunate not to get the penalty that might have given them the win. I tell you what Neil gets out of his team though. Hughes, right? See going forward. I mean, defensively they look sound, but see going forward, the amount of energy his teams have now, you could take that back to this Celtic team, his Hibs team, you know, going forward, bodies would fly forward for him and his previous Celtic teams. He's got a way of motivating people to bust the gut, to actually get up the park. It's okay being defensive. But Celtic mm. poor bodies forward And that's where they got the success last night David and Blantyre We thank you very much for the call Let's try and squeeze in Thomas and Barhead Before the break Hi Thomas Hi guys Let's say Back on to the Rangers performance last night mm-hmm. um, I sincerely hope that my son Is listening to the show tonight Or gets in the podcast Because he's not going to believe what I'm going to say <laughs> up, in, up until the end of last season um, Alfredo Morelos split uh, my two sons and I and as much as they thought he was the business, the real deal, and I've been, I'd been on the programme towards the end of last season and, and throughout last season saying, if we could get an offer of £10 million from Morelos, I would take it and I would bite your hand off because of his indiscipline, because of the type of play and his, his attitude. I didn't think he was good for Rangers, etc. However, I'm hoping that I'm right, as opposed to being wrong last season, and that last night I thought he came of age. Last night, I thought it was Alfredo Morelos' best performance for Rangers. And as much as, yes, he didn't score, and he squandered two good chances. However, the way he was used his strength, his natural body um, composition, to turn the centre of that defence, every time he got the ball, he used his weight, he turned, he made good passes. I felt Arfield sold him short a couple of times and he squandered a couple of chances that he, he laid on for them. But I'm hoping that this is Alfredo Morelos' Um, coming of age and to use the expression that seems to be prevalent now he was unplayable last night and hopefully that continues the other thing is I've seen it so many times over the 50 plus years I've followed Rangers that we have all the play create loads of chances with one goal up or whatever and come the, the, the last two or three minutes you know you're, you're caught with a sucker punch and I feared that last night and that was I thought a special praise yet again for Alan McGregor I mean I just think he's Out of this world I wasn't in favour Of him coming back Because I thought In Liz Fodderingham With a good goalkeeper And I didn't think At that time It was a priority But again We would have been Caught with a sucker punch At least twice last night If it had been for, uh, for I Alan think McGregor to go, to go back to the word Discipline uh, Thomas You know You've um, credited Morelos And there's no doubt His discipline Is 
far, far superior And it's making him a better player Likewise, Alan McGregor I thought Alan McGregor's indiscipline last season Was remarkable uh, You know, the occasions when he was sent off the, the way he caused opposing players a danger But he's cut all the nonsense out this season And he is an absolute diamond for Rangers Because he keeps on producing terrific saves at important times Alfredo Morelos' performance last night Is even healing family arguments in, yes. in mm. bar heads yeah. Mark uh, yeah. Thomas and his sons are now agreeing um, Thomas mentions that the way he uses his body And listen, he, d- he does this all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And the level of analysis involved in football nowadays Defenders who... Come up against them Must know that he's going to do it they, yeah. they, they must So There must be more to it Than just saying to defenders ah, Don't get too tight he, he he must be making it happen Of course Gordon He's a master at it You know Defenders <laughs> You know Really can't do anything about it But Morelos is in that mood And he's so strong He's so powerful And he has a wee look Where the centre half is Morelos is a master Of pinning defenders And making them come over the top And, and turning them So I mean he's 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 been a star for Rangers this season, although not scoring the other night. My it'll be interesting to see what happens on Sunday because Steven Gerrard has went and chopped and changed between Morelos and Defoe for the start of this season and the European run then when they come back domestically, changed it again. I wonder if it's time for Morelos just to have a run in the team. Because when you're a striker and you think you're the number one striker like Morelos does, he scores mm. whatever twenty eight, thirty goals last season. You want a run of games You don't want in and out every week So I wonder if you'll start come Sunday Big thank you to Thomas and Barhead For his call Let's check in on tonight's full time teaser It's been sent in by Chris Doherty So thanks to Chris for the question And he has referenced that famous day When Celtic were 3-0 down At half time against Kilmarnock They came back to draw three each It had huge significance for title wins And for Neil Lennon But can you name Celtic starting 11 that day? You've got Charlie Mulgrew Anthony Stokes James Forrest Gary Hooper Fraser Forster Yep Adam Matthews Yes You are flying It's a joy to watch Joe Ledley Oh my goodness well Stop Thank him you. Well done uh, But is Key in there? Oh, you've absolutely squished this You've only got three to get We'll get them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans Joining me, Gordon Duncan For the first time ever They're absolutely scushing the full-time teaser Thank you to Chris for sending it in uh, I thought it would test them a bit more But these two are right on top of their game tonight We're looking for Celtic starting 11 Eight years ago Mm. On that famous day When they were 3-0 down to Kilmarnock Hugh Keevans was discussing When Neil Lennon would be sacked Not if And they managed to come back And uh, the rest as they say Was well, history Incredible Astonishing the Transformation And you're right Mark Guidi and I were covering the game For Super Scoreboard And we spent half time Discussing when the board would meet And where Celtic would go From there uh, And then Did we mention Key? Sung Young Was he in that? Uh, yeah, you've already got him. You've got Forster, Mulgrew, Matthews, Ledley, Key, Stokes, Forrest, Hooper. Yeah, I was you I was sitting on the bench that day, sliding down my chair, thinking, "Do not put me on yes, here." It's three 0 down. Do I you, don't want do, part of this. Do you yeah. remember? Is Aguirre been on the pitch? I would say he he was a mainstay under Neil Lennon. Emilio Aguirre, left back. It can't have been that much of a mainstay. 
didn't play in this game Didn't he know he must have been injured <laughs> Oh who played left back then uh, Oh Twarzik No No <laughs> He sometimes filled in at left back by the way No Philip Twarzik uh, Left back Who was the other left backs at that time Oh Well you were one of them but you were on the bench I was on so. the bench We Neil No 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 you're off You're off I'm afraid I see Not as easy as you thought Gordon Three to get Kelvin Wilson nope. Centre half Nope Dan nope. Mistorovic yes. yes I knew Dan would be involved If there was goals against Dan's your man Well He's brave saying that now Hugh With a few, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a few yeah. thousand miles Probably separating <laughs> yeah. them I don't think you would say that To his face I told you uh, The story about Big Dan How he took over my seat In the changing room I've told it on here before But Big Dan came in And obviously International star for Sweden That he came in And he got the locker next to me Six foot What seven Six foot seven guy Massive And he would sit with his legs That wide apart <laughs> That I had to Ask him to move politely To get into my locker At Lennox yeah, Town And yeah. it was a running joke For the boys So well, there you go Some guys just need A bit more room than others Exactly okay. Some guys are bigger than others uh, yeah. James is in Paisley Hi James Hi how you doing Hello What's on your mind tonight It's just you know I, I, I was coming back from Adelaide Long story cut short My son and he, my son was asking me some of the points that he's working across with. And I'd like to commend you on obviously talking about the old firm coming together with death. Because I think it's a sad, sad thing. My, my son's nine year old and couldn't understand why this was. So you're trying to explain to him. And I'm thinking to you a very, very good point that I think the SFA should be looking at things like this as well as society. To think, right, OK, it should never be the point where death brings us together. I think a bigger thing should be made from this to say, look, society comes together. With these type of things So why not Expand it and say Look it should never Come to this For the old firm To actually come together Well it's for people And also People sorry oh, Sorry, sorry. It, go, it, It's for people To look at themselves You know The yeah. SFA can take you Part of the way down the road Or the SPFL Or The clubs themselves Can issue statement After statement um, You know Walter and Ali Can carry Tommy Burns Coffin into the church Peter Lawwell and Neil Lennon can go to Ibrooks and pay their respects to Fernando Ritson, but people, <coughs> people have to look at themselves, and it begins with mm-hmm. people like yourself explaining to your nine-year-old son the way it should be, not the way it is, the way it should be. Very good. It's a great point. What, what I was saying, I maybe didn't make myself that clear. My son's school, they get talks from you know this YFA. SFA and whatnot, and I'm thinking a, a, a bigger thing should be made of this to let them understand that football brings a lot of people together in every capacity. And your point of no firm game about the fans, I thought was excellent. Now, I understand the financial constraints this year, but the old firm game, right and wrong, was made on fans. Yeah, and yeah. that's my point. With it, I'm thinking, well, yeah, you're right. Very, very quickly, and through the years, in five years' time, in ten years' time, all kids understand is it's an old firm game. And it means to a lot of people for the wrong reasons. If you pay, it should be about fans. Yeah. If you pay tribute to the clubs and the way they have come together in the, the sad passing of Fernando Rickson, uh, and say to yourselves, this is the way it should be, then the clubs should say, well, let's show trust in each set of supporters and let's give Celtic their proper allocation for Ibrox and let's give Rangers their proper allocation for Celtic Park James lovely sentiments to finish off that was an appropriate uh, final call for us tonight so thank you very much that was James and Paisley hopefully we'll speak again soon James let's preview some of tomorrow's games it's been hectic uh, we've not spent anywhere near 
as much time as I would have liked on these So a whistle stop tour What about Motherwell against Ross County? Motherwell, if they win And I think they will Would go second top It's an amazing tribute to Stephen Robinson And the job that he does there uh, Ross County I'm sure will, will travel optimistically But I just think there's something about this Motherwell side And he's done it again Stephen Robinson He has lost important players David Turnbull, Jake Hasty, And he has rebuilt the team And if he goes second top Even for 24 hours What a feather in his cap uh, Real mixed bag for Ross County Mark So mm. the focus probably does it's, it's an interesting challenge now for Motherwell Where the expectations building And that, that yeah, in itself yeah, yeah. can be difficult Well I said to you earlier in the season Gordon I like to look uh, The look of Motherwell Especially with, with Seedorf and Hilton on, In the wider areas Once they got up to full speed I thought they were going to be dangerous If you've got that pace in your team You've always got a chance And it's shown that way just now Ross County As you say Mixed bag Got a good victory last week But uh, The I think it'll be difficult for them at for part tomorrow. Livy play Aberdeen, uh, but St Mirren Hamilton. Um, if if prima if pre season predictions are anything to go by, which they rarely are, but if they are, these two are going to be near each other come, come the so. end of the yeah. season, and therefore I know it's only September, but could be an yeah. important game. Yeah, you would think so. You know, it's going to be pretty tight that one. I think St Mirren would probably fancy their chances just on home advantage. Um, went up to Ross County last week and lost a, a devastating ninety second minute. Yeah. Uh, losing goal So I think Jim Goodwin Pretty happy with some of the stuff he's seen I think they'll be confident Of uh, uh, winning that one tomorrow That's the thing about St Mirren Hugh That there, there, there are positives There have been positives You just You just want to try and turn that into to wins Because eventually um, You just focus on the results Don't you And the positives yeah. start to uh, Diminish Well you know you, you can't You just can't Have self-pity about you If you're a St Mirren Or a Hamilton Ackies so the Ackies will be quite pleased with the way they played against Celtic last weekend. Uh, it might not have been pretty to watch, but it's what they have to do. Uh, but I think they'll be more expansive tomorrow, as will St Mirren. So uh, I look forward to that game. Uh, yeah, make sure you do join us. We're on air from 2 o'clock to 6 tomorrow, and then we're back on Sunday. It's a fantastic weekend. We'll be keeping right across it, and we would love for you to join us. Now, Chris Dockerty has provided tonight's full-time teaser. He's looking for the Celtics starting 11 eight years ago when they were 3-0 down to Kilmarnock. I'm sure you all remember it. Neil Lennon was thinking about his severance pay, Hugh Keevens. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden, uh, they pulled it back and uh, went on to, to kick on from there. So you've got two to get, I think, on the starting 11. I think Joe Ledley might have played left back that day. So we're, uh, am I right? No? Oh, I don't know. I don't all have right. that information um, to hand. Chris Commons in there? No. No. What about... Crossas? No. Oh, no. Right, Hugh. Over to you. Man, you were sitting in the stand, Hugh. I know. I wasn't like watching you the game. In I was the dressing room. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't watching the game. Uh, oh, right, clue it, time. It's clue time. There's a, there is a full back in there. Is there? Left back? Uh, right back, possibly. Cha. Cha Duri. Where did he play? Oh, Adam Matthew. No wonder we were three down. Uh, Chad oh yeah, Matthews played as well. Well, Chad yeah. was there. Um, we spoke about him earlier on scoring the own goal against Ren. You've got a midfielder, central midfielder missing. Danati, nope. Say Danati. <sighs> went on to play. For you. Nope. Went on to play for your beloved Seagulls, Hugh. Oh, oh, Kyle. Thank you very much, Hugh Evans and Mark Wilson. Big thanks as always for your calls and tweets and for listening. 
another enjoyable evening in your company We'll be back tomorrow at 2 o'clock We'd love for you to join us And in the meantime it's GBX Friday So you can get your weekend started One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com.